You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. After 30 years of using the decile system to determine funding distribution across schools, Aotearoa is preparing to shift to the new equity index under the pretense that the decile system is not effective in calculating the range and extent to which students are socioeconomically advantaged or disadvantaged. Earlier this week, I spoke to Melanie Weber, president of the Post-Primary Teachers Association, about what has prompted this shift, how it will look in practice, and the consequences of the transition from the decile system to the equity index. Kia ora, Melanie. How are you going? Oh, good, thank you. The decile system is a 1 to 10 ranking system used to describe how socioeconomically disadvantaged a school is, with 1 being the most disadvantaged and 10 the least. How is this system used in practical application to delegate funding to schools? The system is used to achieve equity within the system is what it's trying to do is to compensate for um, socioeconomic disadvantage. Um, The difficulty we have, and this continues on actually with the equity index, is around the amount of money that we as a country put into our equity funding. So making up for that socioeconomic and um, you know just general disadvantage. So and when you look at it with ours, it's around um, 3% of the education budget goes into equity funding. That compares to 6% of the education budget that is actually locally raised funds. So that's school fees and um, revenue from international students. When you look at jurisdictions that do really well in evening out these inequities in the system, places like the Netherlands, they're putting more like 11% of their budget into equity funding. So making sure that you've got more teachers, that you've got more pastoral supports for um, for those young people who need the most support. The equity index involves calculating the numbers of barriers faced by a school from a list of 37 socioeconomic factors to determine the school's equity index, a number between 344 and 569. Higher numbers indicate a lower comparative privilege status, with students in the area facing more barriers than those in lower ranked schools. How will this new system be used in practice to fairly delegate funding and support the educational achievement of lesser privileged children? So it's much more nuanced, the equity index. So what's happened previously is they sort of do it in blocks and they're using uh, only a few bits to make that, uh, bits of data to make that decision. This is using many more pieces of data, but also what it's able to do is to recognise those groups of students who are experiencing disadvantage, who may be in a community that is otherwise more advantaged, if that makes sense. So um, you actually, you know, you may have, and you know, if we talk in old terms, a decile 10 schools, there are still some students in that community who do require additional supports. Currently, there is not funding being received from to the school to support that. Whereas with this new system, it's much more nuanced. It will be able to pick out and target that. Although, of course, completely anonymized, so you can't see which student it's attached to in particular, but it will provide more funding to these schools. So it should make a real difference to that funding. How have the 37 socioeconomic factors used to evaluate schools' positions in the equity index been selected? They've had a look at a whole heap of different data points which make a difference in it. Um, Currently, we've been working on um, what they call a geographic fallacy. So the idea that everyone who lives in the same kind of area is pretty much the same. But we know that you can have um, a couple of schools with similar levels of need, but um, different 
um, but different decile ratings and the reverse. Um, so with this, they've looked at the factors that actually link through to lower educational outcomes and are seeking to correct for them. And part of that is the ability that the government has now to track many more points of data. And you've spoken a bit about this earlier, about the um, disparity between not everyone who lives in the particular zone facing the same socioeconomic barriers. The decel system has been used for almost 30 years. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. But outside of that disparity between some particular students and a sort of more holistic look at the area, um, are there any other specific factors or changes over the past few decades that have meant the decel system's no longer effective for its role? I think the DSL system has always been a pretty pretty blunt instrument. They do they were up until the point they started working on this index reviewing it um, fairly frequently. And what that could end up happening would be you would have quite a shift sometimes, and that would make it difficult for schools who would suddenly lose um, some bits of funding, and that was problematic. What was more problematic and could continue to be an issue with the equity index is that a lot of people don't understand how it works, and so for a lot of people they equate decile with school quality, which is not the case at all and is still not the case with the equity index. And that's a matter of um, re-educating people about how it works, that um, people shouldn't be judging schools based on their deciles. Schools are still waiting to see the results of the shift to the equity index. What will this change look like for schools who have their funding allocation altered after the new system is implemented? They have put additional funding in the system so that they will even that out so they won't lose money immediately. So there will be an opportunity to um, to readjust budgets in there. What possible pitfalls or challenges could the new equity index system bring, both nationally and on a school-by-school basis? One of my biggest fears is that um, media will continue to rank schools based on this and to continue to judge schools based on the level of need within them. And that would be dreadful for all of us if um, if we start seeing it used as a ranking system. That is not the point of the equity index. One of the things that really concerns me about it is that it's it's a really great mechanism. Um, those having, you know, those broad number of data points means that we've got a system that should allow us to target funding into the schools with the students who need it the most. But the problem we have is that because we've had um, so much, the rate of inflation has been so high that the money has been sort of swallowed up, we actually need a huge amount more money to go into equity funding if we're wanting to make a difference. Um, What we've seen happening in New Zealand, when you look at people will often jump up and down about um, PISA results. What we're actually seeing an increase in is a difference between um, that reflects inequity in society. And we need to be working as hard as we can to to make up for those inequities in order to give students the skills that they need to progress. So more money for equity funding using this brilliant mechanism would be great. Within the teaching community, is the general reception of this change welcoming or are educators sceptical about the shift from the decile system to the equity index? For regular classroom teachers, they won't necessarily see a huge amount of difference in that. Um, I think people are sceptical only in the sense that the difficulty is, is that um, we've developed this really great mechanism for dividing up a cake to make sure that it's fair in terms 
So, you know, who gets what size of cake. But the difficulty is, is that rather than having, you know, a cake that's like this, uh, you know, a large cake, instead we've got a cupcake. So no matter how fairly you divvy up that money, it's just not going to be enough. And that's the concern we have here. Yeah, me here, Melanie. Thank you for talking on this. Yeah, thank you. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.